0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Shot Callers, presented by 48 Minutes Network. I'm your host, Kyle Brandon. Joining me as he does every single week is my man, Ben Brown. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving's drama over in Boston. Is it worse than the situation that's going on in Philly? We're going to talk about Blake Griffin's return to L.A. We're also going to talk about some insane stat lines. We saw Kyle Anthony Towns drop 27-27, and 27. Ben Simmons dropped 20-22, and 22. Kuzma dropped 41 and 3 quarters and Algiers dropped 56 in a double overtime game. Then at the end we're going to talk with our special guest Ryan Luster. He's from At Large Bid, our college basketball podcast. We're going to talk where is the best fit for Zion Williamson in the upcoming draft. Make sure you guys stick around for the whole thing. It's a great episode and enjoy.
1: I said I always remember the wood I said I was angry, but I think
0: I'm still all right and we are gonna start off our show uh, with a quick update on the best player in the world LeBron James absolutely
1: LeBron uh, did you think he'd be back by now um, I thought he would be but I don't think there's a rush I mean uh, the growing can it can last if you don't take care of it. I mean, of course, he's got the best trainers, doctors, cryogenic chambers, and all but, that stuff. Oh the growing, the growing. oh, the growing can last. the growing can last. That's my wife. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, when you when you got that injury, I mean, you don't want to rush back. You know yeah. what I mean? You no, just, I, you, not. you gotta. You can take your time. Um, I, I think the expectations for the Lakers are playoffs, but it's not anything like. I think LeBron knows where they're at. You know, So he's going to take his time, get himself back. Um, I do think he'll be back before the All-Star break. I think he'll play. Um, they said, I think, producer Sinted, he was projected to be back for the Bulls game. What are they? Oh, they're an eighth. Ooh. They're the eighth seed by they're half a by game. By half a game. But, I mean, if you bring LeBron back, to become the sixth seed.
0: Do you think LeBron cares that they play the Thunder on TNT, then they play the Rockets on ABC, the Warriors on TNT, then the Timberwolves on TNT? And then they play the Suns, which is just uh, on local broadcast. So then they play again on TNT the next night. So um, I,
1: I think he does. I think that you I, think especially he, you think he go- does care I about think, that. I think the Golden State one for sure. Um, I think there's a part of him that wants to be a part of that. Um, if, they, if they win, I think there's a part of him that wants to be a part of that game. And plus, Martin Luther King Day, um, he's such a proponent for civil rights and, and for other rights. I think that's just uh, culturally that's big for him. So I think he wants to be back for that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh we can move on to LeBron's old teammate. Uh where we saw him do his best LeBron James J.R. Smith What Are You Doing impersonation the other night when uh when he when his team was losing. Mm-hmm. Um that's Kyrie Irving. Yes. Kyrie Irving was clearly frustrated the other night, um coming off an out of bounds play, which we often talk about Brad Stevens being a guru from the mm-hmm. out-of-bounds. Absolutely. Uh, Kyrie Irving was pretty upset. Uh, I think it was... Jason Tatum. Tatum that That's shot. The um, and and I've seen this play b- before. Someone posted on Twitter. And I apologize. I don't know who it was. But there was two plays in the last couple of years where they ran that. And uh, Kyrie basically sprints from mm-hmm. the half court. And he either sprints and takes it as a layup sprints, takes it, he gets a double team, he then kicks it back out to Horford, Horford gets the shot. Um, but he was really upset that Tatum took what, what was a really bad shot. Right, absolutely. And it ended in him screaming. What did you think when you saw him screaming?
1: Um, I I thought that he was mad that the play wasn't executed the way that he wanted it to be executed. I mean, When you're a professional and, and your coach draws up you know, a play that you've ran a million times in practice, um and you go out and do your do your own thing and you take a wild jump shot fading away um I want to be the I want to be the guy that wins the game type shot that uh, it wasn't designed for you um as a leader and a player you, you look at that and say that's just a selfish play. So I'm sure that's what Kyrie was upset about. I mean, I think it, you know we had talked about before. I think there's some issues between the old guys and the young guys there. Um um like Who? uh I'm curious on kind of where you draw that line on who's
0: old and who's young. Um, who, who do you put if if there is two uh
1: two groups of people kind of going at war here, uh-huh. who's on one side, who's on the other? Um, I think young guys are Jalen Brown, um, Terry Rozier, Tatum. I think that's your young group. The guys that kind of stepped up last year, who played significant roles in the playoff run that Boston had last year, um, they're seeing their roles be diminished. Um, but I see that the older guys as Kyrie, um, Horford, Marcus Smart, those guys uh, understand, you know, seasoned veterans who understand what it takes to, or at least Kyrie anyway, take to get to a championship and win a championship. So um, I think there's some, some interesting dynamic there where you had those young guys last year when all those guys were hurt who literally carried them through the playoffs. Um, and now their roles are less. I mean, even what we talked about, Jalen Brown is coming off the bench. Um, you know, Rogier's minutes are down. Tatum's minutes are uh, about the same, but he's not getting as many shots as he did in that late run in playoffs. Um, Kyrie is back to being the guy. Horford's back to being the guy. Marcus Smart's seeing minutes. Oh, the other one was a lot, um, a lot more minutes. Yeah, and the other one is uh, Morris. Morris is seeing a think. lot of minutes. Who's seen a lot of he's minutes? A starter now, right? You know, so I think there's a, um, I think there's a little contention. Um, I know they had that team meeting and, and it was uh, where they got a lot aired a lot of grievances, but sometimes when you do that, not everything still gets aired. And I think a lot of times too, when you do that, um, things get aired that probably could be detrimental. Um, I think that it probably was said that those young guys um, don't understand what it takes to win a championship. Uh, the young guys, you know, it's, it's which it's was gen- which was proven last year, right? Right, right. It, right. it was proven. Yeah, so absolutely. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. No, not at all. And I do think. I mean, Kyrie does have a ring, so I mean, I know he knows what it takes to get where they want to be. No one else um, on that team has a ring that I know of. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, no. So I think there's a little bit of contention there between the old guys and the young guys. I, I'll say this: um, young guys and veterans.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, I agree with all that. I do. Um, I think that there is a level of expectation that is playing, playing a part in this. I think that the fact that they were expected to win 60 plus games, um, I know that, I mean, a few of us here at 48 minutes took the Celtics to win the whole thing. Absolutely. Um, so I, I just think they had really, really high expectations and I'm not saying, The Celtics were listening to our pod and kind of stressed it out about it. But I think that they heard that this is really their year. They're they're in the title contention. And, um, you know, last year they were able to play really, really freely. Mm -hmm. And now they're not. And when Tatum would mess up, when Brown would mess up, they wouldn't get pulled last year. You know what I mean? Because their rotation was a little thinner. Mm -hmm. And now they're seeing that they're getting pulled. Um, So I do think it adds a level of tension there. Um, Do you think that there's more tension in Boston or more tension in Philly?
1: um, I I think Boston. um, Really? Okay. Yeah, just because, like you said, the expectation – Um, I mean, we weren't the only ones that were saying that they were going to win the East. I mean, Bill Simmons literally said they were going to lose 15 games. They said, yeah, he had them winning 67 games. He had them winning 67 games. Which is crazy. So, And I I think that there is an expectation there. Um, I mean, you're fighting fighting history. You're fighting Boston Celtics lore and legacy. Um, You don't want to be a team that has all this talent and not get to where you should get with the talent that you have. So there's a lot of pressure on, on those guys, on top of the fact that you you have probably seven or eight guys that could literally start for any other team in the league, so you're expected to win. So when that's not happening and it's not coming as easy as you thought it would, then they think there's an issue. And I think Philly, though, with Philly, it's a little bit different. I think that's just them figuring out, what everybody's role is. Okay. Um, I, I know, Do you think I know, they've already figured out the roles in Boston? Then, um, I don't know if I don't know if they figured out the roles. Okay. Um, I think those. I think the younger players have to realize that it may not be as free as it was when you were when the when the veterans weren't there. Um, you're going to have to play with a little bit more structure, and I think it's really hard too. When a number one guy comes back like a Kyrie, who's your dominant ball handler, your dominant scorer, um, and you're a guy like Tatum, who, I mean, you're having sit downs with Kobe Bryant. You're, um, you're in, you know, you're you're the media darling. Everybody's seeing you as the next great guy, and now all of a sudden you are in a you're in a back seat to Kyrie. So yeah, he was on the cover of Slam magazine. Yeah. I mean, he's the he was supposed to be the next guy, and here comes Kyrie in. Who's back to looking like Kyrie and can do all these amazing things, and you're not getting near as many shots, you're not getting near as many looks. Um, the the uh, the step up of Marcus Morris, who's played really well this year. Um, you know, Marcus Smart has played better, so you're getting these guys that are stepping up, and I think it's hard for those guys to make that adjustment. So,
0: yeah, um, something I do want to say right now: they're the fifth seed. I. So like right now if the playoffs came if the playoff bracket was out, right? Mm-hmm. They would be playing um against the 4 seed and the 4 seed is uh they would be playing Philly mm-hmm. and it'd be at Philly. Who would you take in that 7 game series? Mm. Let's say it's starting now.
1: Uh, I I would probably as of now I I would probably take Philly. Okay. And the only reason it's tough, why... It's a tough, it's right. definitely a tough series. Philly's,
0: Philly's really bad on the
1: road, right. um, but they're really but good. They're, yeah, they're really good at home. They're going to get four games at home. Um, and I think that Simmons, Butler, and Embiid, um, I think, is a, right now a little bit better combination, just just slightly, than the three or four that... that boston has yeah so let's say that hypothetically if they could figure out a
0: way to win uh which you're not picking them to win boston is six and ten against opponents that have a winning record which is not great yeah so that's a bad sign let's assume they win um then as a five seed they would play the winner of the 2 and 3 two to three, 2 to 3 which would be Milwaukee Indiana you're an Indiana guy mm-hmm. let's just assume Milwaukee for the sake of this
1: mm-hmm.
0: um no disrespect
1: no absolutely so
0: then they play
1: Milwaukee at Milwaukee Now, see i like <laughs> i like that matchup for <laughs> really this. okay i mean I, I just like that i like that matchup for the Celtics better than the Philly one okay it's tough um, it's tough though i mean it's tough <laughs> who would, who would stop a uh, giannis no would, i mean there's horford it, like I mean, Horford, Horford or Baines? Yeah, Horford, Baines. Um, I'm just, yeah, I You don't probably, know. I mean, honestly, you you, you probably had to live or die with a Marcus Morris guarding him some, um, but he, you're not going to stop him. I mean, yeah. he's going to get his, you know, he's going to get his 28 to 34. All right, um, so hypothetically, again, Boston did the,
0: the unthinkable, mm-hmm. which you didn't think they would do. They beat Philly. Mm-hmm. and they beat Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now they get to go to Toronto. Seven-game series against Toronto. How do you think they would do? Uh,
1: Toronto in five.
0: Toronto and five. It's just such a tough road. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was so much easier. Yeah, it was. Gosh, and there's such a and difference. In the,
1: between... the East is better. Yeah, The East man. is so much better.
0: I just felt like it was so almost cut and dry at the beginning of the season that this team was going to be in the finals. And now... I mean, we just mapped it out. The road seems so difficult yeah. to get there. I
1: mean, you added a Kawhi Leonard to the east. You added a Jimmy Butler to the east. I mean, you added some pretty big players. Giannis went from Giannis went from, from yeah. an
0: all-star to a superstar. superstar.
1: right? So, I mean, you've added some big pieces to the east that they'd have to overcome.
0: Yeah, it is crazy. And I I really do want to see how that top of the east plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the bottom is pretty lackluster, but right just the difference between being that four and that five is a lot and I think that That's huge. That they're gonna have to really kick it into gear this this season to, to get it. I just pulled up Marcus Morris's uh basketball reference. Mm-hmm. Three point percentage this season, take a guess. For his career he's at um say what's his career? Career he's at thirty six point seven percent. Um I'd say he's probably at forty one. Forty-five point two. Ooh! Forty-five point two. And he's attempting five a game. Five point two a game. Wow. That's stroking Buckets. That's stroking it. That's buckets. No
1: doubt about it. He's,
0: yeah, yeah. That's a... I mean, that's just a different man out yeah. of the perimeter. So, that's really cool to see.
1: And I think that that... Uh, I mean, I think that him playing as well as he has, is... You know, that's something that they didn't really that was going. I mean, he's always been a good player, but I mean, shooting forty five percent from three. I mean, that's unheard that's, of. Yeah, that's 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 a you know that's something that's special. I mean, that's a special percentage
0: on five a game. So, right. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, so, there was a lot, a lot of winners this week as far as stat lines went and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I want to get into them, but first I want to talk about the biggest loser of the week.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Do you know
0: who my biggest loser is?
2: Hmm. No. You're not going to guess this.
0: We didn't more. pre-show this, so I, I apologize. <laughs> Jason Terry is my biggest loser of the week.
1: Oh yeah, he yeah
0: he started off the week third, third. all time <laughs> in three pointers made. He started off third, right? Yeah. You got to feel pretty good about yourself. Yeah. I'm in the top three. He then moved down to four, then moved oh, yeah. down to five. Oh, yeah. Tear, you're losing it. You're losing it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, one day he's going to be, you know, the way the NBA is going, he's going to be 300th. Oh, yeah. NBA. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> gotta, uh,
1: he, he won't get, be top 10 yeah. in the Trey this. Young just right. passed. Right. Jason Terry. For for, <laughs> for 12th all-time. <laughs> exactly. Down. So, um, sliding down the ball.
0: Jason Terry, you are fifth all-time in three-pointers, which sounds like a great accomplishment,
1: but that makes you my loser of the week. Uh, yeah. So, insert. And shout out Kyle Corver and Steph Curry for yeah, For honestly. off the board. I mean, Steph
0: Curry is, is just, I think he's going to take number one. Oh, he'll
1: be number one. And That's not even a question. Yeah. great. I mean, it's arguably the greatest shooter we've ever yeah,
0: seen. Yeah, it was cool to see Korver hit third all time. Yeah. So I was fine with well that. Well deserved. Yeah, absolutely. Well deserved. But getting into some of the winners of the week, first one I obviously want to talk about is Blake Griffin. Um, mm-hmm. This is my guy right here. Pistons yeah. fan, obviously. So Blake Griffin travels back. In his debut back in L.A. Uh, at Staples Center against the Clippers. And he doesn't shake Steve Ballmer's hand. You mean Steve Baller? Steve-
1: <laughs> in a press <laughs>
0: conference calls him Steve Baller. Uh, he's just very, very petty, which is fine, I think. Um,
1: Heck yeah, it's fine, man. It's, right.
0: Yeah. Do you have any issue with how
1: he no, was at No, not at all. No. I'm, hey, Call me Roscoe Petty Coltrane. I mean, that's no doubt about it. I... I yeah, I got no issue with that. I, I think that I don't know. I think the way that all went down and how he ended up in Detroit was kind of it's kind of bush league. Personally, myself, it's what I thought. But uh, for him to be that way to come bush back, league on on the part of yeah uh, the Clippers. on Clippers, yeah, okay. absolutely, yeah, on the Clippers. Um, you know, when you tell a guy that you're my guy and, and I want you to be here for life, and you're the and then.
0: And he was on a, was on a shirt he design his, yeah. with, like, Gandhi yeah. and Martin Luther King. It yeah. was just, like, the most ridiculous. Yeah. They, like, dropped his jersey in the rafters. Yeah, like, yeah. listen, I I bought a Blake Griffin jersey for my daughter for Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a Blake Griffin uh, teddy bear. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, as pro-Blake Griffin as they come, as at his yeah. 50-point game this year, I would not wear... That ridiculous Dix. blasphemous <laughs> shirt, man,
1: he, just crazy. Yeah, so uh, no, I don't have any <laughs> issue with the dude. That you know, when you make that much hype about him, and then the next week he's gone, I mean, it's it's uh, I, I love it, I love that he's yeah. that way. He he runs
0: to the locker room. Doesn't shake Steve Ballmer's hand. He says, "And Ballmer
1: was legit pissed if you saw it. He's like, wah, bah, wah, rah, what are he I gonna that do?' Rich, he did that rich white guy walk walk back to the locker? Well, he didn't shake my hand. Like, like, what do you want? Like, what do you expect? Vince McMahon. <laughs> he did. He, he did. He Vince McMahon up too. He's <laughs> like, wah, wah.
0: Uh, but Blake Griffin ended up with forty four points, eight boards, five assists, that. and three steals in a very very impressive game. Yeah. Uh, it kind of felt like he was sticking it to him. It felt like a really, you know, it, statistically it wasn't his best game of the year, but it really felt like something was going on yeah. that night, um,
1: something special, and really like he was sticking it to him. So that was awesome to see. Yeah, did you see at the end of the game, too, he got the steal at the end of the game, and and uh, Patrick Beverly was chasing him down? Like, uh, that was weird. I Patrick
0: Beverly is about that life for yeah, sure. He, yeah,
1: it, but you don't want this Blake Griffin smoke no. when he's coming back to L. A. No, yeah, and he—I guess he thought he was going to try to lay it in or dunk it or. Whatever. And Beverly looked like he was going to like foul him hard. So once Blake pulled out, like he could see saw Beverly there. He was like, "Well, you—you you know, what are you going to do?" Like, but <laughs> Blake yeah. Griffin is yeah, six ten, like
0: two sixty five. are you going to do? You don't no. He's like a taller Zion. Yeah. He's, like, as thick yeah. as Zion, but, like, two inches taller. Yeah. He was Zion before Zion. Yeah. yeah. He, and he could be a pretty close Zion comp. Yeah. Coming could. out of college. Absolutely. Um, hopefully we get into some Zion talk yeah. a little later. But uh, I do also think it's of note, Drummond went 20-20. and 20. Mm-hmm. That was his seventh 20 and 20-20 game this year. Mm. I think it was his 34th double-double. Wow. Seven 20-20 games, though. That's, that's, like, Dwight
1: Howard's yeah. stuff right there. Yeah, that's... That's pretty freakish, man. I mean, it really, it's really that's really getting it. I mean, and like I said, I've never played in the NBA, but even in just a regular just basketball game, trying to grab twenty points and twenty rebounds, I mean, that's that's in two cool. K, yeah, in two like, K, yeah, like you can't, man. You know how hard you're working to get twenty points and twenty rebounds? Like that's that's just legit.
0: And Blake had a game this week where he had zero rebounds. I'm. So obviously that's not okay, right? He shouldn't <laughs> right. get zero rebounds. He's Blake Griffin. <laughs> but when the guy next to you is Andre Drummond and Drummond in that game grabbed seventeen. Right. Oh man. You know what I mean? On, like, what's he doing? Like he's slacking. Yeah, like it's not like you got dominated <laughs> right. on the on the glass. Like Drummond still at seventeen. Yeah. I think between the two you know, between your power forward and your center, if you get seventeen boards, it's not a total loss. No. So. Not at all. But the game where Blake Griffin got zero rebounds, unfortunately, was in the Kyle Kuzma game. Yeah. This was Kuzma's coming out party. Mm-hmm. Kuzma posted uh, a gentleman's 41 points in three quarters. He did. Uh, with zero assists in true Kobe fashion. Kobe. So that was, that was fun to see. Um, he was 5 for 10 on threes, and he was 16 for 21 overall. Kyle Kuzma is here. Are you buying stock?
1: Yeah, I'm buying it. I like Kuzma. Um, I think he's a... a of those young core players, he's the one that I like. I mean, I think that he's the one that will be able to, when LeBron gets the team the way he wants it, will be able to fit in with what LeBron wants. Um,
0: Trade value-wise, where do you put him compared to Lonzo and Ingram? Um,
1: and Hart, I guess. Right. Um, I think Hart's kind of like the B-rated yeah, one, Yeah, Yeah, I think Hart's the B-rated one. I think that for some... For some odd reason, I think Ingram would be high. Uh, I, I, I agree with and that. And I think Lonzo would, would be f- – I mean, he'd be fairly high. Not as high as Ingram, I don't think, but I think he'd be fairly high. Yeah. Um, I, what helps Lonzo is that he's a great perimeter defender. That's what helps him a lot. Um, but I don't think that – I think for some reason people like the length of Ingram um, and the way that he can score the basketball. Yeah. Um, why did why did we all hate
0: Alfred Payton so much for so long, and then Lonzo comes and we're fine with everything that's going on? Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alfred Payton's dead. What? And there's chanting Lonzo's name. Or all right, that's fair. I mean, that, that's fair. We what? we were we were we were conditioned to love Lonzo.
0: So, sidebar: there is something on Netflix called Cash Drops. Okay, and it is about famous people spending a lot of money. In 2017, Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma were on this show. It's on Netflix again, Cash Drops. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's about a 30-minute episode. Uh, The first 15 is just Lonzo Ball. It shows Lonzo Ball going to the studio. It is secondhand embarrassment watching Lonzo Ball attempt to rap. (laughs) Um, saying that Nas is not good, saying Future's the best rapper ever, and it's just really... I was to fight him. It's really bad. Uh, it's See, still now, long now hairline, so
1: No, I can't watch it like that. And he
0: goes he goes to this, like, studio place, and he buys 30 grand of equipment, and uh, the whole thing is just really, really weird. Uh, and then it shows Kyle Kuzma, and Kyle Kuzma's living a more humble life, and Kuzma goes out, and he buys his first car, and... Um, Spoiler alert! He ends up spending 105 grand on it, like the big thing of the episodes. Like, how much am I going to spend? Because yeah. he's a young kid from from Flint, um, shout out Michigan. So he, yeah, it was just a lot for him to to spend one to time. Spend but it, yeah. it was kind of cool to see them off the court for a little bit. If you want to kind of see what their personalities are like, it made me like Kuzma a little more, and it made me think that Lonzo Ball was just a goof. He's a goof. Yeah, he said he just says things like like he'll be like yeah that's my driveway all day let's get it you know what i mean <laughs> just like just, he ends every sentence with like yeah get it. like all that all day yeah so let's get it <laughs> just like hey what's up everybody welcome to my house this is my fridge ha, all that all day. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's get, get it. it so <laughs> let's get it back let's get it it's really weird he just keeps saying all that and <laughs> i don't know man
2: the best deal. Ever.
0: Yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll show you guys after we, we record this. I'll show you the episode, but go check it out on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> this is a deal
2: with Goat, where they'll send them exclusive sneakers like they're
0: like very hard to get. If anyone can't hear, Kuz has a deal with Goat, a shoe app, I believe, uh, where he gets the the sneakers every game, and they're exclusives, yeah, and they're rare, them. and he's a sneakerhead. Um, so, that's the make sure you follow his sneaker game, no doubt. All right, we had some other great performances. This week. Um Ben, give me another performance that you cared about. Um who is a winner this week? Who is not a Jason Terry this week?
1: <laughs> uh I gotta talk about my man Cat Man, Carlton Towns. The cat man. Buddy twenty seven and twenty seven. of the cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Um but yeah, man, Carlton yeah. Towns was dope. This twenty seven and twenty seven. Um, and it was, and it was cool because it was against Anthony Davis, a guy that they're, they're pretty cool. I mean, they, they're compared. I mean, they're, they go, they're kind of rivals. Um, that's like, <laughs> that's like my wife's dream game is watching oh, yeah, Carl and yeah. <laughs> Anthony Davis, big UK fan. So, so yeah. So, I mean, it was good to see that. Um, it, it was good to see that he's back to playing like himself. I mean, he, you can definitely tell that the the uh, the strains are off and he's playing really well. Um, for him to go 27-27 to in 27 that big of a game against Anthony Davis is pretty cool. So he's turned it up a ton of late.
0: Um, and we'll go over how he's done in the last 10 games. Mm-hmm. Do you credit this to coaching? Or do you credit this to Carl Anthony Towns making a decision to really turn it up? Because um, I... I I
1: I, on, We both did the same thing. We both took a deep breath. (laughs)
0: Because, like, I really beef it if it's like him, his coach is gone. He's like, "All right, now I'll give like full hundred ten percent effort." That's not okay. That's not. And like that just validates everything that Jimmy Butler is
1: saying, and that makes Tibbs' behavior okay. I think. Yeah, Um, I'll say this. I'll say that. I'll say this. Carl Anthony Towns, I believe, is playing at the level that he's playing at. One, I do think it's part of. A little bit of coaching just because I think that they're trying to feature him more. Um I Well, I, well if they're trying to feature him more, Wiggins is doing better too though. Right. Well so Wiggins like, I think is just that's just uh that's in the head. Okay, so I, you think Wiggins is making a decision. Yeah, I think Wiggins makes it I honestly think Wiggins makes the decision like okay I like I like this coach I think I'm gonna play harder I, I really do think that Anthony, Town, Anthony Towns I think is more of they're running sets for me this guy believes in me I'm gonna play and make plays and do this um but I do think Wiggins I do think Wiggins is more mental I think he's like you know what this you know it's it's uh it's young Saunders I think is the, is the interim coach um yeah it, I, it was very
0: cool Flip Saunders was a coach the yeah. Piston so I've always been a flip guy um uh, Rest in peace, Flip. Yeah, absolutely. And and his son coached, and it was his first game, and they got the win. And I guess uh, in the first play, Flip's son called Flip's favorite play. Yeah, um, just kind of like as a nod to his his father. So I thought that was really cool, and just a really cool moment for that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think it's cool for the city.
0: Absolutely.
1: Was he 32? So young. Oh,
0: my god. And they got to wear those Prince jerseys. Yes. Man. Yeah. Tim, I see you. I see you cheesing about it.
1: He's loving (laughs) it. Raising a wine glass (laughs) to the Prince jerseys. (laughs) He's loving it. Thanks, Tim. Um, Yeah, so I think that that Carling Towns is is playing at a higher level because the pressure's kind of off a little bit, and I think that they're running more sets for him. If you're going to make the guy, your franchise guy, then you're going to have to make him the focal point of your offense. I do think Wiggins makes a conscious decision. Um, I, I think he makes a conscious decision to play hard for guys that he feels like aren't as tough on him, if, okay. that, if that makes sense. So yeah, like, absolutely. Tibbs was tough on him, so you know he was always thinking about that kind of stuff. Jimmy Butler was there in his head. Um, now I think that, you know, Young Saunders is, is a guy that's kind of letting him play a little bit. Right. So then he's just trying to play a little bit.
0: So. Something that's really weird is Sarge isn't playing a lot of minutes. It's no. Re- it's really weird. He's it playing is. like
1: 16
0: or so. Yeah. Um, and he's just not being featured a lot. So that makes me think that I believe he's in a contract year this year. Mm-hmm. It just makes me think that he's going to get a cheaper contract. And yeah. then they're just going to jack his usage up after that. Yeah. Because um, he's already done kind of the tryout for his contract, I think in in Phoenix, mm-hmm. so or in uh, in Philadelphia, Philadelphia so yeah. I think that they're kind of trying to get him at a bargain or yeah. trying to bargain him down at yeah, least,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: and I could be looking too much into that, but if that is what's happening, I think it's genius, and I'm all about uh, it, no doubt. <laughs> uh, Minnesota, two games out of the eight seed. They do have Sacramento and Utah ahead of them in the. Utah's in the 9th, Sacramento's in the 10th, so Minnesota is in the 11th seed. Mm-hmm. Are they done for the year?
1: Um, no, Butler.
0: Do you see them passing, you
1: know, the uh, Lakers? They could the pass Lakers, but I don't something. see them passing the Lakers. I don't see them passing yeah. Utah. I don't see okay. them. Okay, so they're out so of the playoffs. Yeah, I think they're out. Gotcha. I think
0: they out. Okay, I'll tell you what. We're going to do this Zion thing. I think I'm going to bring Minnesota up for that, but we'll yeah. get to it.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right.
0: Who else did you like this week? Who was a winner?
1: Um, gosh, I got to I got to go back to two time MVP James Harden. Man, this is now the James Harden this is show. James Harden's. Go ahead and just change the name of yeah. it. Shot Callers and now James Harden Love. Yes. The love podcast of James Harden. One of 17
2: from three tonight, by the way. Tim
1: hates James Harden. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim hates is not, him. not a fan of James Harden.
0: Tim hates him, but still likes Ben Simmons. He thinks that James Harden's boring, but Ben Simmons is not. So here we go. <laughs> and he said, fight him. So. Um. I'll, I'll be fighting mm. producer Tim after the show, clearly. <laughs> pay-per-view. <laughs> it's pay-per-view. But pay-per-view. James Harden, uh, 42 points. It's really weird. Everywhere I've seen said, man, uh, Milwaukee did such a great job locking down James Harden. Held him to a really difficult 42 points. Uh, it's 42 points, bruh. Minutes, bruh. I mean, it's 42. Bro, 42 <laughs> is still pretty
1: nice. He's still riding around and getting it. 42, man.
0: Like, his, his average this season is 34, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And he's still average. You know, he's still got eight more points than his right. ridiculous average. Yeah. So um, he did shoot a lot more mid-range shots that game. Mm-hmm. Still got his points, though. Still went 16 for 16 from three.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Still unstoppable. Uh, I think that we're going to be talking about Harden and Giannis in the same conversation or in the same sentence a lot this year.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think we'll be coming back to this. Are they
1: to this are update. they 1-2 in MVP voting? In Absolutely.
0: Line? Absolutely. And it's really hard for me to pick. And also, while we're talking about Giannis and Harden, Giannis absolutely smacked James Harden in the face with that pass. <laughs> Ruined that man. Ruined him. Putting him, hey, putting the sleeve on. Oh me. man. On the shaved side of his head. He's oh. he had him out like a light, just <laughs> went sicko mode on James <laughs> Harden. Yeah. And those passes, I mean, it was a it was a one-handed, like sling pass. Mm-hmm. Um and it just looked really bad. I'm glad James Harden's okay. It yeah. looked actually scary. It did. And while we're on the topic, I, I heard something really awesome from, uh, from uh, Windhorse oh, yeah. this week. Windhorse was talking about that pass and was talking about, you don't know how difficult and how skilled these NBA players are when they're passing. And Windhorse said when LeBron was in Cleveland that LeBron said that he could do anything he wanted in a pass. Uh, but something he would do in, when he was passing was he would pass it so that the rubber laces or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean the lines in the basketball would be facing a certain way because certain shooters like to to shoot a certain way.
1: Right.
0: And Windhorse didn't believe him. So one day they're at practice right after this conversation, and uh, the media has to stand over in the corner. It's not really on the side, but it's just like in the corner. And LeBron's like, all right, check this out. LeBron dribbles uh, with his left hand, does a bounce pass over to Windhorse. Windhorse said for him it was a little high, but if it was an NBA player, it would have been a perfect pass. And he said the laces, first time, absolutely perfect. Second wow. pass, laces, absolutely perfect.
1: That's crazy. I, that, yeah. that,
0: like, NBA players, and, you know, we I think LeBron can do this because he's such a brilliant passer, but there are other passers that are just... As skilled, I'm sure, as LeBron. Yeah. Um, and so like there is a lot that's going into these passes, and a lot of force too. So it was a really really tough throw that Yan has made.
1: I mean, he he could have knocked him out for real. I mean, and he didn't
0: go to concussion protocol either.
1: He didn't. He stayed in it. I mean, he popped up, stayed right in it. So yeah,
0: you could tell Harden was frustrated that game though. (laughs) He was frustrated. He was doing petty fouls. Yeah, and he was also like. And on the defensive end, I know he does the offensive petty fouls. Right. He's doing defensive petty fouls, and when he would, when he wouldn't make a shot, he would hang his head yeah. and just
1: he was just a little frustrated. So, um, yeah, you can tell when. And I, I think some of those games are measuring stick games for those guys. Um, when you're playing, well, you're playing a top team in the East. You're playing against the number two MVP guy. So I mean, I, some of those guys, some of those games are measuring stick games for those guys. They want to see where they're going to measure up against the Bucks if they have to play them in the finals, or, or if they play the Celtics, or if they play the Spurs, or if they're playing the Warriors. Those are measuring stick games. Now I'm not saying they're going to get up for a Phoenix. I mean, it, you know, most guys aren't getting up. But there for is
0: a, a LeBron Durant kind of feel to yeah. that kind of matchup, or a LeBron yeah. Curry, where like. All right, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. Right, and and we're we're not looking at a macro. I'm the best in the league, but kind of like I'm the best this season. I'm the best this season. So I think yeah. there is an added level of competitiveness. Yeah.
1: So you can tell when those guys are playing against one another. Um, if things aren't going their way, then you get that you get that feel. So absolutely, I'd like to welcome Ryan
0: to the studio. What's up, Ryan? What's up, fam? What's going on, baby? <laughs> What's, What's good? On? What's going on, buddy? Yeah, we'll, we'll pause it in a second. I want to talk about Aldridge real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Convince me he's good still. <laughs> I know this yeah. man just put up 56 points. Uh, yeah. I'm not sold. The game was in double
1: overtime. Ew. He didn't shoot a three. He was shooting mid-range shots. I hate to see it. But do you, Hold on. Did you see how the game like started, though? No, so like Marcus Bonelli came out and hit like four straight three pointers. I mean, I mean on the run, like it was heat checkers.
0: But I mean, he was just killing it. Listen, so if we did like a per forty or per thirty six minutes, he played forty nine minutes mm-hmm. and got fifty six points. Which fifty six points is always impressive, right? Like every single time, right. right? Doesn't matter what overtime the game goes into. Uh, fifty six points is always impressive. Like is Lamarcus Aldridge still? He was all NBA last year. Mm-hmm. Is he an is he in MV, or, uh, an MVP or an All Star this year? Hmm. Let's I think about know. it. I mean, let's think about it. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I'm probably okay with leaving him out. How many how many All Star uh, front court people do we get, Tim?
1: I thought we got three. Three starters.
0: Three three starters. How many? Two bench, two reserve?
1: Yeah, two bench, two reserve. All right,
0: ready? Ready for this? In no particular order, okay? So we get a total of seven, right? Correct. Here we go. LeBron, Mm Duran, Davis.
1: Anthony Davis.
0: uh, Jokic, for sure got to be in there. Paul George, for sure in there. Absolutely. Luka is in there. Absolutely. Are you leaving Carl Anthony Towns out over Aldridge?
1: No. I'm taking put, Carl, I'd put, I'd take Carl. I Downs. I mean, that's seven front court guys. That's seven right there. Before you even get to, and I have, like, <laughs> before you even get to <laughs> before part. I even look at it. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That was straight off the. That was just straight off the dome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, numbers aren't supportive. Yeah, yeah, and he put
1: up
0: twenty and eight. But, twenty and eight. I could put up twenty and eight right now. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. I'm putting up twenty and eight in pop system. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Clint Capella. I probably oh, like Clint yeah. Capella more. Clint Capella. Right. So, yeah, I just don't think he's making, oh, Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul is for sure yeah, making Marc it over Gasol, that guy. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: Uh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Rudy Gobert is probably making it over him. So, I don't, I think he went from All-NBA last year to not making the All-Star team this year. Right. Uh, I understand he had a really great night statistically and everything. Um, I'm just not a big Lamarcus guy, so yeah, that's the end. Of-
1: I, I, I can understand that. I mean, I I definitely can. I definitely could see that. And
0: double overtime. I think was, there has to be an asterisk. Double yeah. overtime, right? It was
1: double overtime. Um, like you said, no no three shot. He was six. What was he? Did how many free throws did he
0: Come take? On. Was he sixteen for sixteen? Am I mixing that up? No, with,
1: he was sixteen for sixteen. Sixteen from the for line, sixteen, and he was twenty for thirty three from the field. Yeah,
0: I I just you know there's only so many like left shoulder turnaround you know <laughs> thirteen foot jumpers right. I can watch in a game. So <laughs> I know we all have our players we don't like watching. Go ahead and throw LaMarcus Aldridge on <laughs> yeah. on my list, <laughs> LaMarcus right Aldridge. near the top, non watch right <laughs> near the top. So I'm definitely out on LaMarcus He's Aldridge. He does oh, yeah. not wear apple pods, that's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. That guy's wearing skull candies. He's, got... <laughs> He's wearing He's skull gonna... candies that he bought from uh, freaking Spencer's. <laughs> so I'm out on LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come right back, we're going to talk to Ryan Luster of At Large Bid. We're going to talk to him about where is the best fit for Zion Williamson. All right, and we're back with Ryan Luster from At Large Bid. What's happening, Ryan? what's going on my guy with the adidas pants this is my guy right here i got the adidas shirt on he's got the adidas pants
2: you want to switch outfits or like combine if we
0: just combined our outfits we'd be
2: you got more tattoos than me so you got more swag you can have the pants well
0: you have more facial hair so let's get into it we're talking about zion williamson where is he the best fit Um, and when we say best fit we mean best basketball team fit Um, obviously it's awesome if he goes to the Garden. Right, if he goes to Madison Square Garden, that's fun because he gets to play there. Um, but does that make the most basketball sense? So we're going to talk about that. Um, but first, what are some of Zion's strengths besides obviously
2: dunking and making Sports Center every single night? <laughs> I feel like one of his biggest strengths, really, I guess I'll go with the most surprising strength that he has is his leadership. Okay, um, that is I was, a surprising. I've been strength. really surprised with that um, in the realm of him and kind of how. him and barrett take over a game as far as a leadership aspect but obviously him getting to the basket is going to be one of those things where everybody's going to wait for because it usually equates to him doing one of those nasty dunks yeah um and i think a lot of people really are more surprised with his shot too okay we know producer tim was one of his biggest critics as far as shooting and so his three-point shooting
0: percentage-wise isn't fantastic this year Mm -hmm. um it's a touch under 30 percent but his overall field goal percentage is like 67 percent yeah he was rolling at
2: like 80 percent for a while so yeah yeah efficiency is kind of what he does oh his
0: player efficiency rating is like 45 i believe (laughs) so um i don't have a problem with saying he's efficient Mm -hmm. i'm good there but the leadership thing kind of kind of surprised me so
2: pretty good at defense too okay i mean i don't think you're depending on where teams are going to put him, even though you really don't have bona fide positions anymore. Right. I almost feel like he could probably do three or four. Um, Wait, play the three or four yeah, or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you don't think he's a five? No.
0: You know, do you think he could play small ball five?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, Cause he can run the floor. He becomes, you know, it's uh, almost a nightmare Yeah. for anybody trying to guard him. Cause he's going to be quicker, explosive, get to the basket. It'll well, be interesting
0: yeah the, i know the one time i saw him live i must have recorded 300 videos just because like every time he touched the ball i was like oh this is it he's gonna do like a triple backflip gainer 360 <laughs> between the legs off the backboard he's gonna pass it to me i'm gonna pass it to him and he's gonna dunk it but he never did but i just recorded like so many videos oh yeah um Trying to trying to see something he was going to do.
2: Another thing that I'm I'm not necessarily surprised at, but he's really good at this level. I mean, obviously in high school, people were kind of giving him flack because they say he wasn't playing anybody. But his rebounding is incredible too. You know, I've never seen a guy who can rebound the ball one offensive rebound, but then touch the ground and go back up as quick as he does. Um, But even on defense, you know, get a defensive rebound, take off, pass. Decent passer. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, he's got a good second jump, kind of like uh, Bagley mm-hmm. last year, well, where he can go up again so quickly. Yeah. And he's averaging almost 10 boards a game this year. Uh, and we saw... Did you see the uh, the thing where he passed like the vertical test? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys talked about that. That was pretty cool. He passed the vertical test of the, the Duke Brotherhood ESPN Plus thing. So. <laughs> um, all right, getting into where is the best fit for him. Uh, we'll start with kind of the bottom teams in the NBA. Um, the Cavs, they have Tristan Thompson um, as their center. They also have uh, – oh, my gosh, what's the guy's name that his dad played? Larry Nance. Larry mm-hmm. Nance Jr. as their, their four. But They don't – you know, Jetty Osmond's their three. Jetty has the worst plus minus in the NBA. Oh, wow. So he's he's probably not – you know, I don't know what you have to do to make a team – or to uh, to earn a spot over Zion Williamson. I assume that having the worst plus-minus in the NBA... It's a good way to lose sec- your job. Yeah, it doesn't secure much. <laughs> so um, I would actually
2: say he'd be a good fit there. I think that he could kind of play... Seeing that lineup, I mean, definitely. And I think another thing, too, to kind of revive a dead city. Absolutely. That energy would be real big. They so. could use it. They yeah. could use oh, it. Oh, yeah. Again, poor Cleveland, man.
0: Something I heard, though, is that... And this is like real tinfoil hat stuff right here, guys. So stay with me. I'm down for this. All right. So they did the whole thing um, with the guy from Golden State where they signed him, cut him, all that stuff. McCaw, right. So they signed McCaw, cut McCaw, all that stuff. And and now people are saying that they did it so that McCaw could get out of his other obligations and stuff like that. But they think it could be salary cap tampering. If it is salary cap tampering the penalty for it is losing your number one pick. Can you imagine if they won the lottery and lost their pick for salary cap t- tampering for
2: Patrick McCaw? That would easily be the most Cleveland thing to happen. I just, to I just
0: think that it's, it's probably not going to happen. Right. But it is just so funny. And, and like you said, so Cleveland, um, that it's at least worth bringing up because yeah, it would be worse Man. than Anthony
2: Bennett. <laughs>
0: it, it would just be horrible. So. That would
2: be really bad.
0: Um, the next team we have is the Knicks, who have 10 wins. They are playing in Madison Square Gardens right there. That seems like a good fit. But they have Porzingis as their four, and they have Knox as their three. Ooh. I'm not really seeing that he would fit there unless he was playing kind of like a, a small ball five. Or if Porzingis moved to the to the five, Okay, but is that the best use of your assets?
2: Ah, I feel like they're knowing that in that Probably sense. Not.
0: Do you think any team would be willing to trade that number one pick for Zion?
2: Right now, I don't think so because no. they're seeing money. because I mean... like,
0: you know what I mean? Like,
2: we saw it with Wiggins
0: um, for Kevin Love, where you can just like instantly trade it for an all-star right now.
2: So I know you're pretty good at this. What what would make sense for you in that sense? If they were too. So
0: if if the Knicks got it, what would they do? Well, they would need a guard. Their backcourt, you know, is is kind of busted. So, um, I don't know. They'd have to figure out. You know. Can't be Well, Hardaway's not an expiring. Oh yeah. Hardaway's not an expiring, so he'll be gone. Um, you know, maybe somewhere like Portland or something like that. I was thinking like of one of those Portland thing, guards. Actually. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of money over there. They Portland would be able to cut money. They would get Zion. Um, you could give, you know, and Zion could go to Nike, <laughs> Portland. What's yeah, up? That makes that sense. would that would be huge there because we're. I mean, Zion could could sign a huge contract.
2: Yeah, that would be that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, but you know, Adidas is in Portland too. So yeah, yeah. Bid so, wars, bid wars. Oh,
0: I'm, you know, I'm Team Adidas. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't think that Zion for. CJ McCollum or or anything like that is really a sh- fair deal. Right now, like Zion for Lillard, who says no? That's an interesting one. I, you know, what I mean, I would entertain that that conversation. So yeah. Um. Next team is the Bulls. This is Tim's team. Yeah. The Bulls have a couple young guys at four and five, but they don't have anyone at three. That
2: this, would be pretty interesting.
0: Okay, so he would be. They have a. Carter, Markin, William Zach done. <laughs> Wendell Carter Jr. Were you a Wendell Carter fan last year? Because because of Duke, you're an NC guy. Yeah, i Tar sorry, dude. All right, <laughs> all right, that's fine. Uh, Lauren Markkinen, just like the best young stretch four right now. I think. Okay. Um, the best young, the best stretch four that's entered the league in the last couple of years. I think. Um. Then you have Zach Levine, who's had uh, like a most improved player kind of year to him. He's kind of been a little more quiet as of late, and he's not the most efficient
2: guy in the world. But yeah, he started out pretty hot. From yeah, where I but still,
0: that. still shown that he's been talented. Uh, and then Chris Dunn, who's had a good last couple of weeks, um, who can actually dunk now, which is a weird thing that he like didn't ever do, wouldn't ever do. So um, I would like to see Zion there. And that'd be a good
2: of, fit. I mean, I think that'd be an athletic team. Can you imagine sure.
0: Zion getting his own like, I don't know, like I don't know, just just kind of like recreating the whole Chicago Chicago Air Jordan atmosphere, thing? I mean, yeah. like that whole
2: that whole shoe line that came out. Zion would be able to do his own yeah. thing. And he's <laughs> humble enough of a kid too to be okay with being yeah. in Chicago. You know, and I feel like he's a kid who deals really well with pressure. It really doesn't mean much to him. I don't okay. think.
0: Because um, he would be looked at like the next oh, yeah. MJ there for real,
2: and I mean he won't. He, I don't think he'll be that player in yeah. a sense, but I think that would be a really fun young team um, if he can get his shooting a little bit better. It make it even more of an asset for them in particular. Which I mean, obviously, that's what he's going to have to work on most. But he right now he just doesn't have to, and he still may not have to. He's already built like a twenty year old like veteran. Well, the good
0: thing about that is, so, like, uh, Milwaukee is playing five out right now, right? You have four shooters, and then you have Giannis, who's not a shooter. Giannis can't create his own space, so he has four people around him that can create space. Uh, if you looked at Chicago, Wendell Carter can shoot. Not not great, but for a young five, he can shoot really well, I think. Uh, Laurie Markkinen, like I just said, probably the best young stretch four in the league. Um, that's came in the last couple of years. Zach Levine can shoot from three. He's not the most efficient guy, but he can definitely shoot from three. Um, and Chris Dunn can't shoot from, from three. Um, so maybe it's, you're playing three out instead of, you know I mean? Instead of the four, you're playing three, but I think they can create
2: spacing. That, and I think they'll run a lot too. But yeah. They would run a lot, you know, a lot of out, a lot of fast breaks and everything like that. Cause I mean, that's yeah. another thing you can. Literally do a full court pass and he can dunk it, catch it, that we whole team. One hell of a pack line
0: defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a sick defense for sure. Yeah. Chris Dunn is locked down. Zion, I'm sure, would be able to kind of put the you know, mm-hmm. put someone in, in the lock. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Wendell Carter just swatting balls all over. So that'd be a good one. The last one is the Kings. The Kings are like gluttons for their wings. Is what? Is that selfish? Do they have a Celtics pick? Or no, I'm sorry, not the Kings, the Suns. The Suns. Uh, yeah. No, because the Kings don't have any, any right, wings. Have no, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Suns, I meant. Um, the Suns have a ton of wings, so I don't it That just see... sounds boring. Yeah, I just don't, I don't think it's the <laughs> it, best fit.
2: It has no appeal to me whatsoever. It would
0: be the most Charles Barkley yeah. thing
2: for him to do, right? Yeah, we could get Charles Barkley talking shit. You know, about him or something. Some kind of beef.
0: Everyone's comparing him to Charles Barkley, but I'm Charles Barkley. That's just ridiculous. I
2: could just be the only Charles Barkley, okay? <laughs> that was good. Thank you. That was like, good. It's a light-skinned thing. So. That was
0: Okay. Well, I think I'm more light-skinned than you. I would agree. So, because I'm actually white. So. <laughs> White-skinned thing. Uh, <laughs> but I think out of all of those, uh, I like the Bulls. I like the Bulls for him. Yeah. All right, now here's my flyer, okay? Here's what team I really want to see him on. I really want him to go to Minnesota. Okay. And play with Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns, I think, needs someone to <laughs> to take some heat away from him. And by someone, you mean everyone? Yeah, like <laughs> a good Andrew Wiggins, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I'd love for him to go to Minnesota. I think that would be awesome. I'd also love for him to go to Denver. I think Denver Denver might be my number one, but Denver is also literally number one in the West. Okay, yeah. Um, I imagine him... Did you? I don't know if you saw the pass from Jokic the other night. Jokic caught it, and it looks like he barely even had time to palm the ball, <laughs> and he just threw it. Like, it was just Drew Brees and just threw it all the way down the field. Um, I mean, it was crazy. It, like, threw it to the restricted area, basically. Wow. This money pass. Just... Like, like vintage,
2: like vintage K Love.
0: Yes. No. It, it was more. It was like it was quicker than all that. Oh, wow. Like he, it didn't seem like he had to even wind it up. It was just like balls on my hand. And I'm just it's gone flicking it. Wow. So that's where I'd like to see him go. I'd like to see where he can have a good facilitator to him.
2: Yeah, that'd be but. fun. You know, he. I I'm, if I can remember right in high school, he actually played point guard, and then he had one of those things like Anthony Davis, where he hit a huge growth spurt. Because he can dribble. Like, people were like, I don't think he can dribble, but... Yeah, he can. Well, like we talked about his AAU team, it was John Moran. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. Who was on his AAU team? It was John Moran and Zion Williamson. John Moran. Are you hip to Ja?
0: So, Tim talks about Ja every single week. What you do I need, need to, to know about him? In.
2: He just jumped over a guy. Okay. In game. That's impressive. A love Vince. Yeah. Which, I am all for Vince Carter going to Toronto, by the way. Well, thank you. I am all for that, so... We definitely need that to happen, Thank especially you. being By- a Carolina guy. I need him to go out. I love guns it. blazing.
0: I love it. If it's got to be a buyout situation, if it's got to be second round picks, if you have to trade Kawhi Leonard for that man, I do not care if Vince Carter has to go back. <laughs> if Fins, we need to start Carter, a GoFundMe, I'm Vince in Carter, go fund me. Vince Carter for uh, Kawhi Leonard. Who says no? I mean, I'm there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, my man. Well, that's all I have. This is going to wrap up another uh, fun edition this was awesome minutes. yeah man make sure you check out ryan on his show uh it's on uh, tim's show i'm sorry tim's just in this room just looking at me like i just ignored him because i did uh but make <laughs> sure you check out ryan and tim their show goes up every friday yep and it is at large bid and that is getting you ready for march madness they're gonna be talking about a bunch of stuff um they really cover all teams so it's a it's a good time
2: Definitely not as structured as this, but thank you oh, for course. giving me that.
0: Absolutely. No, it is it is good. I've been listening <laughs> to it, and uh, I'll like, text Tim throughout the week like stuff as I'm listening to it. So uh, Thanks, I, I've been enjoying it, and I'm going to continue listening. So make sure you just uh, subscribe to this feed, yeah. however you're listening to it. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, give us that five-star review. We'd really appreciate that as well. And make sure you uh, hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up on the At 48 Minutes Network. But also hit up Ryan on his personal Twitter, because it's it is
2: (laughs) at (laughs) Champagne Lusty. Champagne Lusty. (laughs) I I was a Drake copied. I was a big Stan, (laughs) (laughs) Drake Drake Stan. I'm really shocked that Drake copied your Twitter handle. I was I was a little appalled by it, but well, you know, we got it done. That's fine.
0: So uh, (laughs) we appreciate everyone listening, and as always, have a great week. Thanks, guys.